Have you experienced the pressure that we put on ourselves as nutrition professionals to have complete control over our own eating habits? When you encounter struggles, doesn't it deeply impact your perception of yourself and your professional integrity? Welcome to the Food Relationship Lab. This is your safe space to explore food and emotions without judgment, while also providing some tools to help. It's like couples therapy for you and food. I'm so glad you're here. Hey friends, hold on. There we go. (laughs) All right. Now I can hear you. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. This is your host, Jeanette Kilgrove. Today we are going to talk about something I think you are really, really going to like. It is called building your owner's manual. Now, the reason I'm putting this in the podcast, this is actually something that I do teach clients and really, well, one of the first things that I teach clients. However, we spend the whole rest of our time like actually building the owner's manual, but I'm going to kind of set the stage for you a little bit. And um, I also say it's it's one of the first things that I teach clients because actually the first things that I teach clients are all about the polyvagal theory, the window of tolerance. And guess what? Those things are available in my free mini course because I wanted it to kind of set the stage for all of my clients. I consider you my clients. And so I uh, have that available in a free mini course. So you can access that at killgrownutrition.com slash mini and um, be able to actually already get some of these first tools that I uh, start with when I'm working with a new client. So uh, this owner's manual though. So I want to just kind of set the stage as far as giving you kind of a framework, kind of a scaffolding for what it is that we're doing together when I'm working with a client over the course of several months, right? So it is building out this owner's manual. I've talked in in the last few episodes about some of these ideas of permission and setting up those loving guardrails for yourself. This is where they go. They go in the owner's manual, right? And if you think about an owner's manual, you think, you realize that like an owner's manual for an iPhone, you need the one that fits your iPhone. I don't, what are we on right now? I don't even, I don't know what mine is. So I'm not good. I think mine's a 12. (laughs) So you need the one, if you have an iPhone 12, you need the one for an iPhone 12, right? An iPhone six owner's manual is not going to help you out very much with what is new and changed and different in an iPhone 12. So the reason I point this out is you need to be building out an owner's manual for you right now, today not the one that came with some of the tips and tricks for your pre-pregnancy body or the ones for your college days or the ones for before that big life event and all of the stress that came with it or that job change or that, you know, whatever it might be. You need an owner's manual that is for you, for your body right now. And guess what? There isn't one out there that you could just order on Amazon. (laughs) Don't you kind of wish there was? I mean, in all honesty, don't you wish that you could just like get on the internet and find the owner's manual for you? Which is unfortunate because there's lots of people trying to tell you they have the owner's manual for you and that if you just do it their way, it it all works out. Um, But honestly, it's 
what's amazing about it is that it's for you and you're the one building it. So the choice is in your hands and it's going to stick because you built it for you, for your real life right now. So let me give you an idea of what this kind of looks like. If you think about an owner's manual, what sections does it have? Um, it has like the very first thing is it, maybe even a separate pamphlet, right? Is a quick start guide. <laughs> Here are the top two, two to three things that you need to know to get going with your new technical piece of equipment. All right. So um, in, in our case, we're going to call this like our go-to tools for when you're like, oh my gosh, what is going on with me? You just need your quick start guide, right? You need your top like one, two, three tools that are your go-tos that you're like, I know that these serve me well. All right. So then you're also going to have like a troubleshooting guide. Um, of the, here are the common problems with this particular model. And here's how, you know, you turn it off and turn it back on again. <laughs> um, your troubleshooting guide. This one is probably the one that takes the most time to really build out. Um, yeah, I feel like that's kind of true because this is your trouble spots. <laughs> it's the stuff that you kind of don't want to take a look at. It's amazing how all of those pieces really do relate to the food thing, right? Um, as registered dietitians, we are taught a lot of, well, what we're, what we're trained in is medical nutrition therapy, and really no one else can claim that. That, that is what our training is in medical nutrition therapy. Um, and because of that, we're the only credentialed providers of nutrition education in, in hospitals and things like that. But, um, it does mean that there's a whole world of psychology that our education just doesn't have time to, to touch on um, thoroughly, adequately. Although I do hope that this new master's degree requirement just allows a little more time for a more thorough education. Um, but the this troubleshooting is all of the topics that if we start to get dramatic, we kind of know it's probably one of these few things, right? <laughs> when the pole starts rearing its ugly head again and is asking you to eat all the food all the time, you kind of have a list of things that you're like, these are the things that are my, my dramatic spots that I know is probably one of these things. Um, it might be something like transitions. I recognize that transitions, whether in a big sense, like a move or a, a job change or a new house or something just kind of throws off the groove or whether it's tiny things like, well, I just finished that project and now I'm getting up to use the bathroom and I don't really want to get going on the next project. So I'll just swing by the break room and see if there's anything in there that could kind of keep me busy for a little bit. Anyway, so it's, it's, taking the time to look at what's going on for you, what it is that actually pulls you to food, what it is that your, your brain, your heart is asking for from you when you think it's asking for food. <laughs> but really, there's something underlying that, right? So this is your troubleshooting guide. Again, just those topics that you know, you get dramatic about that when the poll comes up, you can go take a look at those. 
Um, then your maintenance guide is probably the part that is the most thorough part that you're going to want to build out. Again, those loving guardrails, those things that you know, if I do these things, if this is, if I can, you know, do this first thing in the morning, then I know my day goes better. If I don't eat after 8 p.m., I know I don't have um, heartburn <laughs> while I'm trying to go to bed. So it, it's just those kinds of things that are the tips and tricks of taking care of your particular body at this season in life. And um, they're determined by way of experimentation, of figuring out, like, guess what? I figured out that if I don't eat after 8 p.m., I actually sleep a whole lot better. It's not because I have this rule of like after 8 p.m. It's so bad to eat. It, it's because I have figured out through experimentation that for me and my body, I do best. So I've decided that that goes in my uh, owner's manual. <laughs> it's sure. I mean, I may choose to eat after 8 p.m. And I may end up sleeping with, you know, multiple pillows stacked up behind me because of that. But I am very aware that best taking care of this body right now means if I don't eat after 8 p.m., I don't have to do with the heartburn. All right. Um, actually, with that, I do want to uh, just touch on these three questions for experiments. Um, how's it working? Does it feel loving? And can I picture doing this long term? I have a specific podcast episode that's like really early on, like maybe number two or three that is on experimentation. And um, that goes over those questions a little bit more. But um, the last thing is just kind of our general toolbox. So I get that this isn't necessary. This is maybe a stretch on the idea of an owner's manual. Although maybe if you want to laugh with me a little bit, it's the it's the little Allen wrench that came with the booklet that you were supposed to put the entire trampoline together with, um, you know, those kind of things. <laughs> so it's your toolbox. It's, it's just where you gather all the ideas, all of the different things like, oh, I could do this. I could do this. I've heard this before. Some people say this works. It's just your toolbox of all the different ideas. And um, then of those ideas, you're picking the top two or three that you know kind of are most helpful for you, get you back on track when you're like, whoa, what's going on for me? That becomes your quick start guide. Your maintenance guide then probably does include some of these toolbox tools, but also maybe just some of the loving guardrails, some of those, those lines that you've drawn that, you know, I know that I feel better when I'm on this side of that that guardrail instead of the other side of the guardrail or I set up that guardrail because I know that's a place that I tend to get off and um, it really is the most loving kind thing for me to do to not end up there and get all dramatic over all of that. All right, forgive me, I had to take a little break and cough. <laughs> so if this is a little disjointed, it'll be okay. Um, the last section is just that troubleshooting guide, um, which is a little bit separate from just kind of this toolbox, these, you know, these um, decisions that you've made for yourself, but it's those topics that, you know, you get dramatic about. So um, the last thing I want to give you is an invitation to determine where you're going to keep your owner's manual. So for me, it started out as just like a notebook where I could kind of scribble down some ideas, you know, a new tool or um, some things that I had realized about myself kind of through those experiments. But then, you know, I don't, I don't carry the notebook around with me very often at all, actually. And so then I was kind of just putting things in my phone and then it was kind of in two different places. So 
my suggestion, you can find something that maybe works just right for you. But my suggestion is most of my clients have found success in like creating a Google Doc. And that way it's accessible on their phone, it's accessible from their computer, they can print it off and I don't know, hang it on the mirror and um, be able to uh, refer to it there. So your homework assignment is to make a determination of where you're going to keep that owner's manual. And then as you gather different ideas, maybe from this podcast, also certainly from other sources, um, your toolbox of just all the ideas, your quick start guide of the top two or three that you know are most helpful to get you back on track, um, a maintenance guide of those decisions that you've made ahead of time that you know serve you best, make a difference for you that you've kind of determined by experimenting what works for you right now. Uh, and then your troubleshooting guide, those topics that you know you get dramatic about, that if you're finding a constant pull to food, you're asking food to solve a lot for you a lot more often, you can, you know you can take a look at these. And if you could use some help kind of building out this owner's manual, come find me, killgrownnutrition.com slash chat. And let's book a session and just talk together. It's free. I'd love to chat with you. Okay, bye. Hey friends, thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed the podcast, I know you would love my free mini course. It's called Food for Thought, How Neuroscience Shapes Our Relationship with Food. You can find it at killgrownutrition.com slash mini. Killgrow is spelled with one L-K-I-L-G-R-O-W. And if the information you're hearing on this podcast kind of feels like the missing piece to you, like it did to me, consider training in the Greet the Pull method. You can contact Irene Pace at her website, Irene, I-R-E-N-E, Pace.com. Mm-hmm.